Welcome back to another episode of the Hoops District Podcast. As always, uh, make sure to go follow me on Instagram at hoops underscore district and on Twitter at the hoops district. Uh, today we got a, a, a bunch of different topics on the board, so um, let's get right into it. Boogie, Tamarcus Cousins, is back after missing. Almost an entire year with a torn Achilles. In his first game back, which was Saturday, this Saturday, yeah. um, Steve Kerr only played him like 15 minutes, but, you know, he played really well. Like, scary well, considering he just got back from an Achilles tear. In 15 minutes, he scored 14 points, had 6 rebounds. Three assists, a steal, and a block. Shot 5 for 11, 45% from the field, and 3 for 4 from the three-point line. Um, The Warriors pretty much have all of the Infinity Stones right now. It's like the Monstars from Space Jam. And the Boogie, Boogie, DeMarcus Cousins, he looked really good. A 270-pound center. Coming back from an Achilles tear. And he hasn't played basketball in over a year. He looked great. He was moving well. You know, he set some really good screens. Uh, his first bucket was us. Like, a, just a nasty screen. Set on uh, KD's man. And then he just rolled to the rim. KD gave him a nice bounce pass. And his first points in over a year. A tomahawk dunk. Um, yeah, his screens are going to be really helpful for Golden State because, you know, a lot of their offense uh, has to do a lot with screens, you know. A lot of that is how Curry gets open, Durant, Clay. It's a bunch of back screens, side screens, down screens, front. Like every, every single screen in the history of screens is used in the Warriors system, right? So he's gonna be really, uh, really good in that aspect, right? Um, you know, he's also it, he also seems like he can keep up with the Warriors, you know, fast paced offense, which was kind of questioned before, but you know, he he looked really he was moving well, and he he was sometimes he was at, at times he was even bringing the ball up. So it seems like yeah, he can play with this. Fast-paced offense, especially when, you know, he gets his legs back. And he's a great passer, you know, for his size. Uh, he can definitely uh, pass the ball pretty well. You know, he's he's a, he's a solid floor general. Um, Like, he's, he's just going to be huge. I say this season he might average around 17 to 18 points, around 10 boards, and a couple of assists, three or four. Not not four, three, two or three maybe. Um, I mean, I knew Boogie was gonna definitely be an upgrade from Kevon Looney and Jordan Bell, but I didn't expect him to look this good. Like he looks in shape, man. And when he when he really gets his legs back, the the Warriors might go on some crazy win streak or go like undefeated in the playoffs, or something, right? So now it seems not only you have to worry about Curry, Clay, Dre, and KD. They got to worry about an elite big man 
who's dominant in the post, can shoot from behind the arc. Woo! Damn, Boogie's going to be huge for them. And he more than likely won't re-sign, you know? At least I hope. Well, probably won't, you know? Unless he wants to take a massive pay cut, which I do doubt. I doubt he does. Team will probably offer him a solid contract. Get him the chiching, the money, the green bags, right? Um, If they see that his health isn't an issue, then, yeah, they'll probably get him a... Get him a good contract. Um, sorry. Um, all right. So, all star voting is ending pretty soon. I think this today is the last day to vote for your all stars, and there's gonna be tons of snubs and tons of guys who shouldn't have got in. Like Draymond Green's probably gonna get into the all star game, and he's like he's not very good this year. Same with Clay. Clay doesn't deserve to be an All Star either. Over yeah, I was like, so I just wanted to give you my All Stars, just like, and this is not, this is my opinion, right? This is not a prediction. I'm not taking into account last year, the people having their last year or anything like Wade. Like yeah, you know, I I love doing Wade, but he's not an All Star. So I'm not gonna take into account all these last year shit, but um, I'm not gonna do comeback seasons or any of that shit. All right, this is my all stars for each conference. I'll start with the Eastern Conference. It's my opinion. I feel like these players should be all stars. So in the starting lineup, you got Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, Kawhi Leonard, Joel Embiid, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Giannis is probably gonna be the captain. The team, all right. On the bench, I got Victor Oladipo, Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry, Blake Griffin, Jimmy Butler, and Nikola Vucevic, who's been having a really good year uh, under the radar because he plays for the goddamn Magic, averaging twenty twelve and four on pretty good efficiency. My reason for Oladipo not just not starting is simply he's just been struggling. A lot offensively. Like last last like fifteen or so games, he's been shooting like three of like eighteen and like oh of nine from three. Like I mean he's been really bad. His playmaking though, his passing has gotten a lot better. So I'll give him props for that. But he's been struggling a lot trying to score the basketball. And Kemba Walker's just been better this year. Just been, this year he's been better. Uh, he's been, he's been really good, but he plays for the Hornets, and I don't know why he's staying, he's like, oh, loyalty, I wanna, you know, I, I would be devastated if they treat, man, like, get out of Charlotte, your talents are being wasted, you're gonna be 30 in like a year, get out of Charlotte, Michael Jordan's the GOAT. But he's a terrible GM. Or, sorry, owner. He's a terrible owner. Alright? He's awful. I mean, he kind of... He made a good move hiring Mitch Kupchak. But, I mean... It's it's a slow process right now. And Kemba's gonna be like 30. Anyway, uh, that's off topic. That's a topic for another day. Uh, yeah. Now for the Western Conference in the starting lineup. Steph Curry. James Harden. 
Kevin Durant, Paul George, and LeBron James as the captain. On the bench, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, DeMar DeRozan, Anthony Davis, Tobias Harris, and the Catsman. If you don't know who that is, that's, that's Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Drew Holiday just missed the cut. Yeah, I really wanted to get it, but, like, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. If, I hope he gets in. This is, like, I just hope. There's no, I wish there was more spots for All-Stars because a lot of a lot of these guys. Hell, D'Angelo Russell's a borderline All-Star player. All right? Like, it's really a lot of great, great players. But that's what happens, you know? Mike Conley might be the greatest player of all time to never win. Sorry, he might be the greatest player of all time to never make an all-star game. Like, that might be Mike Conley. Because, you know, he's he's, he's in his 30s. Probably won't get that. But those are my all-stars for each conference. Uh, yeah. Mid-season awards. If the regular season ended today, these are the players that I'd give the awards out to. MVP. Giannis. Anadakumpo. Yeah, I know, I know. James Harden's been killing it this year. But Giannis is the MVP. I'm sorry. Harden's been filling up the stat sheet. Yeah, he's going on this historic streak of like 41 points or whatever. But Giannis, like he's been great, but he's been really, really good. But Giannis has been the definition of consistency all season long. Consistency. He's led the Milwaukee Bucks to the best record in the league, averaging 26, around 26.5 points, 12.5 rebounds, 6 assists, and 58% shooting from the field. Led the Bucks to one of the best offenses and defenses in the league at the same time. In fact, they had the second best offense in the league and have the seventh best defense in the league. They're currently, well, it's going to end soon, but they're playing the Dallas Mavericks right now, MLK Day. Uh, and Giannis, I, th- I think he just, like, dunked over Luka or something, like, just now. Yeah, I know. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Second best offense, seventh. Seventh best defense. He's never won in a slump. Remember Harden had that slow, slow start to the year where the Rockets were, like, awful? And not, yeah, like, the Bucks were always winning games. Giannis never had one of those slumps. Giannis is the MVP. The Bucks are winning games. The Bucks have the best record in the league. Harden's getting all these triple doubles and scoring streaks. But he's got a 40 0.1% usage rate, like, holy shit, 40.1%, 40.1% usage rate, that's easily the highest all time, like, holy, holy moly, holy shit, that is a lot, he's got the ball in his hand literally the entire time, 
You know? Especially when Capella's gone. For him to dump it inside. No. So it's probably going to raise to like 43% or something. Which is going to be even... Like, get, just give me Giannis over hard. Giannis is the MVP. Just saying. If you didn't... if Just in case you didn't, you know, hear what I said. But he's, he's the MVP. Uh, anyway. Defensive Player of the Year... Paul George, PG thirteen. He's been so good, man. He just he just dropped thirty one four and four a couple hours ago on the Knicks, playing like an MVP and Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Best defensive player. He's the best defensive player on one of the best defenses in the league. He's one of the league leaders in defensive rating and defensive win shares. He's been the Thunder's defensive anchor. Uh, He's been all over the perimeter. Players shoot 44% from the field and 32% from three when guarded by PG. Right. He's also averaging a little over two steals a game. And he's doing this while averaging 27, 8, and 4 with a 52.6 effective field goal percentage. People don't understand how difficult it is to play elite offense and defense at the same time. Paul George is my defensive player of the year. Rookie of the year. Luca, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Is there really any debates? Mr. Luka Doncic is the rookie of the year. And it ain't close. Alright? It ain't even close. He's a mile ahead of anybody else. Shout out to DeAndre Ayton, who's been balling. But it's not close. Alright? Luka's putting up 25-5. and five. He just became the youngest player to ever drop a triple-double, like, just now. At least, like, a couple minutes ago. He, yeah. So, I mean... And he's a generational talent. I really don't need to elaborate on this, because I elaborated on it in my other uh, episode, but... Lucas the rookie of the year. And it ain't close. Alright. It's like Luca and it, it it ain't close. Okay. Now I already have an episode on most improved player candidates, so I'm not gonna do that because I did an entire segment on that. Uh I'll go right into six men of the year. Now my original pick to start the year and through the first couple of 10 or 15 games through the year, it was Julius Randle because, you know, everyone was healthy on that team. But now uh, he's been starting a lot because Miritich was out, and even with Miritich back, he's still starting. Uh, so I'm not going to I'm not gonna do it for him. So I'm giving it to... I'll, I'll give you a hint. He plays for the Brooklyn Nets. Now you probably know who he is now. Sp- Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie has been 
really, really, really good for the Nets. One of my favorite players ever since about, like, I mean, I don't know. I've been watching him for the past couple of years. I really like him, you know? Um, And the Nets are doing really well this year. D'Angelo Russell has emerged as a borderline all-star. And they've got lots of young, talented guys. Jared Allen, Joe Harris, Shabazz, Nate Peer, and Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer's been averaging 17 points, 2 rebounds, 5 assists on a 54% effective field goal percentage. He's been very efficient. And, you know, he's been dropping, like, a bunch of 30 and 40 point games off the bench, too. Uh, he's gotten, Every year, he's gotten better and better. And he's been huge for the Nets, who have the 6th seed. In the Eastern Conference. They ain't the shitbag franchise anymore. Alright. They are a good team. Right now. They're not the the laughing stock of the entire NBA. Alright. They got they got a squad. They're good. Like they're good. Alright. Um, now all this stuff with the Boston Celtics. Has really been frustrating. Especially since I'm a Celtics fan. You know, they've really been up and down. They win eight in a row, and then they lose five in a row, and then they win three in a row, and then they lose four in a row. They're playing the Heat today at six. I'm going to watch that. And Kyrie has made some statements in the media saying, the young guys don't know what it takes to win a title. And he is right. Kyrie's an NBA champion. One with LeBron. Came back from down, helped LeBron come back from down 3-1 and hit one of the biggest shots of all time, if not all time, in that game seven of the finals, right over Stephen Curry, the two-time unanimous MVP, and, uh, sorry, two-time MVP, one-time unanimous, uh, and helped LeBron come back from down 3-1. He got a championship ring on his resume. And at the end of the day, the Celtics haven't been using their superstar point guard correctly. Kyrie Irving is only taking 17.8 shots a game. When he should be taking at least 20 with all these guys, all the other point guards in his class taking over 20, Russ, Curry, Dame. He should be taking over 20. At least 20 at the max. His usage rate is only 29.4 compared to guys like Westbrook, Curry and Lillard, who all have usage rates in the in the mid thirties. Sorry, not the mid thirties, like the low thirties. Like there are but those three guys, like Lillard, Russ, Steph. They're, they're around like 32 percent around there. Um, he's one of the most skilled point guards ever. Best ball handler ever. Second best point guard in the league. And his efficiency that nobody talks about. He's one of the most efficient players in the league. You know, with the amount of difficult, all these fadeaways and pull-up threes he takes. And he's knocking them down at a 49.9% rate. And a 41 0.5% clip from three on six attempts. So, hell yeah, he's really efficient. Like, he's really efficient. And it's not like he's just started doing this. He's always been a very efficient 
a very efficient point guard. Um, the Celtics will go as far as he takes them, and I believe that's the NBA Finals. Obviously, there's the Raptors and the Bucks. That's a topic for another day. Uh, Kyrie's got to be more involved. He's the most clutch player in the league and one of the best playmakers in the league. He's not a ball stopper like most people say he is. He's only got a 29% usage rate uh, with guys like Steph, Russ, and Dame who usage rate around 30 to 32%. He's not even taking 18 shots a game. He should be taking at least 20. He's averaging around 7 assists per game, and he's one of the league leaders in secondary assists. Um, with Kyrie leading this team, the Celtics are going to win the Eastern Conference. They are. They are, okay? Yeah, um, appreciate you all for tuning in, uh, but that's all for today's episode. Um, stay tuned for the next one, which will either drop later this week or maybe on the weekend. But, uh, yeah, I'm out. Peace.